0: You are listening to the RTE Today podcast, featuring some of our best bits from the show on RTE1 weekdays at 3.30. Our next guest is about to step down from politics after 36 years in the Shannon, a long and distinguished career by any measure, Maura.
1: Yes, but before he leaves the political stage, we're delighted to have him join us in studio. We are thrilled to have David Norris with us. David, good to have Great you. Great you, David. Thank you very much. And congratulations, as though he's there, there on, on the longest, probably, you're probably the longest serving I senator. am the longest serving
2: yes. amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And how did you decide or why did you decide to step away at this stage?
2: Well, um, first of all, I wanted to give room for young people to come in. I I think it's important to have young voices in in the Senate. Uh, And uh, secondly, I've achieved most of the things I set out to do. Uh, I mean, uh, myself, John Crown, and... Um, uh, Sean Barrett from Trinity managed to fight off Enda Kenny's attempt to abolish the Senate That's right. uh, I managed to establish a foreign affairs committee we were unique in Europe in that we didn't have a foreign affairs committee um, and of course there was the, the law on homosexuality which went through and that was largely thanks to uh, a remarkable woman, Phil Moore who was a political advisor to uh, Maura Gagan Quinn and they got together and they decided, as mothers, that this would be the thing to do.
0: Yeah. David, you you say you achieved almost everything you wanted. Yes. Now, other people went in and they went in with, I suppose, a small enough list. But your list was big and it was bulky and you went for it. So you achieved uh, to achieve the amount you did is quite miraculous, really, in one sense.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, I was determined. I mean, I was motivated. Mm-hmm. I always just to say to my students in, in Trinity you know, if if they were pushed into dentistry by their fathers, yeah. who wanted them to make lots of money and so on, but they really wanted to do music. I said, motivation is the important thing. You'll, you'll be disillusioned and unhappy if you don't follow your instinct. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think that is true. Yeah, it is. Uh, you did follow your instinct. But you started a very different life, not in this country. You were born in Africa. I was, but we came home on the SS Copacabana,
2: uh through the U boat invested seas and my brother remembers the sound of the Akak guns, the shells landing on the deck uh of, of the, uh, uh, the, the the ship. Um, mm-hmm. but we came back and I spent my first year in my grandfather's house in County Leash mm-hmm. uh which I love. I'm very patriotic about Leash and yeah. my roots. Yeah, it's still my
0: McGillipawdry group. Mag- yeah. Oh, your McGillipawdry group. Oh, yeah On the Virepawdry. Yeah, we're very proud of that. They're the only
2: Fitzsons that are not Norman.
0: My God. Oh.
2: Yes. And we have a little society, the Fitzpatrick Clan Society, uh, which is terrific, and I go to all their meetings. Yeah. thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds, definitely, <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, what age were you when you left Africa? What part of Africa I'm did I was six, you six months. Six, so yeah. you were a baby. Six months old, so 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 I was a baby. Then. I don't yeah. remember anything
2: about it at all. Um, my brother did, but I, I, I didn't.
1: Because your dad was an engineer, was he not? In the yes, Congo? he was. Yeah, in the Belgian he, Congo.
2: he was the uh, chief engineer of Lever Brothers, mm-hmm. and he was in charge of war production for the Allies in Central Africa, mm-hmm. and he got a knighthood for that. He, got, he was, unlike me, I'm an SRC, a state registered coward. My father <laughs> was a professional <laughs> war hero. He got a Marine VC in the First World War and a knighthood in the Second.
0: Thank my God. Yes. So, where did you go to primary school then, David?
2: I went to a lovely little school, uh, round the corner from us in Ballsbridge,
0: yeah.
2: um in Sandymount actually mm-hmm. it was, Mrs. Newman, and I remember we, we had this powdered paint and we used to have to mix it all up, uh, you know, with water and everything else. And we got it all over ourselves, made a most glorious mess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was lovely. Your mo- I know you were very close to your mom because when you came back, you were yes. raised by your mom, but also extended family, as you were saying there. You yes. close to all of them. My this.
2: aunt in particular, who yeah. I absolutely adored. Um, and my mother was a very talented woman. I mean, she was, she, she was a very fine painter. Yeah. I have several of her pictures at home. Uh, and they are very, very professional.
0: Yeah, as, as you rambled through secondary school then, David, what was in your mind to go on to do? Did you want to go studying, or did you have a professional mind at the well, time? Well, I
2: didn't actually, I never thought about it, really. Um, I just kind of—it just kind of one thing led into another. I mean, I was an undergraduate one day, I was a graduate the next,
1: and I was on the staff the
2: day after. <laughs> oh, did it all in three days!
1: And did you always have a love? Because I always think of David Norris. I think of Joyce and scholars. I think of Bloomsday, and you know, you're you're so Georgian buildings and all that history. You've just got such a love of literature and history, especially when you think of Joyce. Did you always have that love growing up?
2: Yes, I did. Uh, when I was about seven or eight. Uh, I took two of my uncle's cigars and retreated up a tree with a copy of Dublin's, uh, which he had in his travelling library. And um, uh, the cigars were a great success, but I thought, this fellow, Joyce, hasn't the slightest idea how to tell a story. Because the first story, The Sisters, uh, ends with uh, an old woman's voice querulously saying, so then, of course, when they seen that, they realised something had gone wrong with them. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. There isn't even a bloody full stop. It's dreadful. <laughs> no way to end the story. But then I realised what Joyce was doing was he was getting her to focus back on what had happened. What was the motivation behind these characters and so on?
1: Yeah, because yeah, I know, yeah. did you have a run-in? Was it, who did you have a run-in with about Ulysses? Was it Roger Doyle? Yes. yes, I think so. <laughs> uh, Roddy, Doyle I, Roddy Doyle. I'd with Roddy Doyle. I found it very hard to attack Ulysses. Yes. He's, he's a splendid man, I think, and it was
2: great fun. Yeah. And I think he was just being mischievous. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Was, then, yeah. everybody, Joyce is so wonderful. I mean, uh, not just Ulysses and the Portrait of the Artist, but Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. I mean, I've recorded the Anna Olivia Plurabel section from Finnegan's Wake, and it's one—it's the best thing I've ever
0: done. Yeah. Right do you, still, do you still go back and read them all the time, David? Would you? No. No.
2: No, I don't. No. I, because I've I read them so many times that I can call them to mind. Yeah. You know, I have a very good memory.
1: God, you have a very—you must be amazing memory for that. Let's go back. You start at the top, saying you know one of your best achievements, of course, is when you went to the High Court, when you managed, as you said, there at Morgan Quinn and all that, to end the ban on homosexuality in the the legal state. So there was about 1983, the Attorney General, you were in court, the Supreme Court, and it went against you, and then you went to Europe.
2: Yes, Uh, I mean it was quite fun in in the, the 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 court in in Ireland. Uh, because the, uh, my, my uh, barrister, um, Garrett Cooney, yeah. stood up on the first day and said, uh, Justice, uh, my client, Mr Norris, is a confirmed congenital homosexual, and so on and so on. I thought, well, if that's what it takes, that's fine by me, I don't care. And uh, But the newspapers reported the next day saying, rising to his feet in the High Court yesterday, Garrett Cooney, S.C., told the court that he was a <laughs> virginical, unreformed homosexual. <laughs> Garrett went absolutely crackless <laughs> and demanded a retraction. So yeah. the next day, the headline was, I am not a homosexual, <laughs> says Cooney, and everybody over their breakfast, marmalade and toast was saying, mm, well, mm. his eyes are very close together anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was a huge fight at the time, though, David. Yeah.
2: It was, but it was enormous fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, <laughs> my solicitor was John Jay. And he had very solemn, serious face with jowls and so on, like a bloodhound. And he was sending me down <laughs> notes. And everybody thought the notes were legal points. They weren't, they were violently obscene caricatures of the judges.
1: <laughs> That's great to share that with us now. Yeah. But when you although you say it was great fun and you went along and all this, it was a difficult you know, ten years before the law was actually repealed then. Yes, but
2: that was quite a good thing because the Minister for Justice at the time was Ray Burke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think we would have got the reforms that were necessary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that is fine. Take I your time, take your time. Yeah.
1: But while it was going through, I suppose it was that long battle and very difficult. And, you know, you talk now, it's the most normal thing in the world for, you know, gay marriage. It's almost like we've had it all the time. Yeah. But it wasn't then. It, w- it was an illegal act. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yes. Which is astonishing. Young yes. people don't believe they, it. That's they what didn't. I mean. They, they say, "What well, you're talking nonsense. Yeah.
0: 30 years ago, it is. David, before that, can you just describe to people, say young people and people who don't know, what was it like to be gay in Ireland that time?
2: Well, I think it affected other people more than it affected me Mm -hmm. uh, because I was quite sure that it was perfectly natural for Mm. me uh, to be gay and so on. Um, But for people, particularly people in in the countryside, in rural areas of Ireland, where everybody knows everybody else's business and so on, I think it must have been extremely difficult. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine. Um, How are you feeling now? Because I know you had a few hard years of of, um, your health issues. Yeah, well, I don't bother about it. I don't don't think about it uh, at all.
2: I mean, I'm kept alive basically by pills uh, and very, very good... Uh, doctors yeah. uh, John Crown supervised the mm-hmm. whole thing and he, he's an old friend and, and a very good friend and an excellent doctor Of course, mm-hmm. he is. So, yeah. David, and of course I don't know if I've said this already because I've got very daft and
1: forgetful I don't think you've got but, very daft and forgetful so, you know,
2: I mean it was John Crown Sean Barrett from Trinity and myself who, who stopped Enda Kenny mm-hmm. abolishing well, you did have that's that's the right, Senate uh, which of course yeah, was it's the, only few years ago yeah. Yeah. it's not too, it's
0: not too, yeah. too long yeah. ago so speaking of the Senate how long have you left? How many more how many well, days Well I'm going,
2: I'm resigning formally on the 22nd of January.
0: Yeah. So what yeah. Are you going to do then?
2: Well, I don't know that remains to be seen. I mean, I will I have the most wonderful PA stroke secretary stroke everything else Miriam Mm Gordon-Smith, and she is just such a joy to work with. We're we're very good friends as Mm -hmm. well as everything else, and I shall meet with her once a week and review the correspondence, if there is any. I'm sure there will be. be. Well, I hope there won't be too much. (laughs) (laughs) What about spending
1: a little time overseas? I know you're a fan of Cyprus.
2: Yes, I love Cyprus, and I I, I have a a beautiful house in Cyprus, Mm -hmm. which I've completely remodelled and so on and uh, and I have a lovely three-legged cat. Yes. My oh, God. I mean, when I when I met him, first of all, he had three legs, four legs, but one of them got caught in a trap or something, and oh. then somebody no. took it to the vet and had it amputated, which was a good idea, I think. Yeah. Because it saved the cat's life, and she's lovely, and she knows when I'm coming. You know, I don't know whether she can hear the car coming yeah. round the mountain or or what. But uh, every time I arrive, there is the cat sitting up they on the gate waiting really to welcome you home.
0: Waiting to welcome you home. Does not get any better than that? It does yes. David, great to have you. Absolutely. And Absolutely great to be the best luck to
1: you. Absolutely. The best of luck to you. As you said, it's the longest serving. What is it? How many years now altogether? 36, 36 years. 36 yeah. years. Well, congratulations on all you've achieved as well, David. And the Thank best of luck to your retirement. Much. Grimilla, Thank you so much. Great to have
0: you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in to the Today Show every weekday on RTE 1 from 3.30. Or if you missed the show, you can watch it back on the RTE player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.